The Bible Study Podcast, episode 810. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of 1 Peter with the second half of chapter 4. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We went on through 1 Peter 1 through 11 last week. And I'll be honest with you, this is one of those things that when I get to this particular section, I think, why didn't I just finish this last week? It's not like I do a lot of preparation before doing these Bible study podcasts. Just so you know, I sit down, open up the Bible, and start. (laughs) And so sometimes a little advanced preparation might have gotten me out of trouble. So we're going to finish up with chapter four, and then I think we'll start chapter five today. Suffering for being a Christian. This is a continuation of what Peter has been saying. So he started with suffering for doing good last chapter and then talked about living for good. And now he's doing suffering for being a Christian. You may notice a theme here. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on to you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or a thief or any kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household, and if it begins with us, then what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. So Peter is obviously writing in a time of persecution. Peter will die under the persecutions of Nero, is our understanding. This happens in the time that the Bible is being written, before the Gospels are written, after the Epistles are written, uh, but we don't have it written down per se, and so we get it from the early Christian fathers whose writings tell us about the death of Peter in Rome. But he wasn't the only one, obviously, in terms of the apostles of the 11 who traveled with Jesus, uh, the original 12, the only John will live to a ripe old age and the rest of them will be martyred, will be killed for their faith. And so he sees this time of persecution that is happening and he is writing to the church about it so that they can understand it. And one of the things we have to understand is that the Jewish understanding of faith is interesting because if you look at the history of the Jewish people, they have certainly done a fair amount of suffering in the Old Testament. But if you look at the Old Testament, the times that they were faithful to God, then God blessed them and protected them. And when they were going through suffering, it was usually because they had been unfaithful. They had turned away to other gods, for instance, and so they went into captivity in Babylon or they were the lost 10 tribes were carried off by the Assyrians or the Midianites came in the book of Judges. And so the understanding was that if you are right with God, that you will be blessed. And if something is going wrong with you, then obviously you did something wrong. 
And so the expectation was, especially for those coming out of that faith, out of that tradition, would be that we'll be okay as long as we're faithful to God. Now, of course, there are exceptions to that, like the book of Job, which is why, if you think about it in the book of Job, his friends argue with him for something like 24 chapters. I don't remember the exact number that you must have done something wrong because look at these terrible things that have happened to you. And Job hadn't done anything wrong, but in fact was being tested by God. Satan was given permission to torment him, let's say, because of his great faith, not because he had screwed up. And so as the church is going through persecution, going into persecution, Peter wants to prepare them, not just that they're going to go through persecution, but prepare them theologically. How do I think about the fact that I'm being persecuted for being a Christian, that I am suffering for being a Christian? And, you know, one of the things he wants to prepare them with is that this is going to happen, right? And it doesn't have anything to do with whether you're being faithful to God. This is not punishment from God. You are sharing in the sufferings of Christ. And he points to the cross. And if you're ever in doubt about your faith in general and you're trying to anchor something, here as I'm recording this between Good Friday and Easter, pointing to the cross and remembering what Christ did for us is a huge central anchor point of our Christian faith. It is important what Christ did on Easter, of course, and it's great to think about Easter, but Easter doesn't happen without the cost and the suffering of Good Friday. And our understanding is that on the cross, Jesus really suffered, that Jesus was fully man and fully God, and that as they drove those nails into his hands, as they drove those nails into his feet, it hurt. As he hung there suffocating, which is how you die on a cross, it was agony, it was torment, just as it was intended to be. Not that he deserved it, again, not that he is suffering for his sin, but was suffering for ours. And so that's the context here why Peter has talked about suffering multiple times in this letter. So dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. So first of all, we learn from this that the suffering has already started to happen. They already are in this time of persecution. But rejoice in so much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. So you are connected to what Christ went through. You are connected to Christ your Lord. If you were insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. I don't think we interpret that that way these days. I don't know that they interpreted it as a blessing. I don't think it feels like that. And so it was important for Peter to say, yes, you will be cursed because of the name of Christ. Yes, people will not like you because of the name of Christ. And that's okay. They don't have to like you. They rejected Christ. Why should they accept you? If you are like them, if you are like the world, they will like you. If you are not like the world, they will reject you.
if you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or a thief or any kind of criminal or even as a meddler. That was interesting. If you suffer, you shouldn't do it because you deserve it. Remember, there were two other people up on the cross the day of Good Friday. They were there, as one of the thieves points out, as one of the criminals points out, we are getting what we deserved. He says, I don't want you to suffer for that reason, but even as a muddler, I thought it was interesting. So not as a murderer or a thief or any kind of criminal or even as a meddler. And I wonder what that means and who are we meddling with here? Are we being that nosy neighbor, that person in the church who is just a little too concerned about what you did and what's going on in your life? And that's a hard line, right? Because I want to be concerned. I want to be supportive. But I don't want to be just fascinated by everything that's going on because that certainly is going to lead to gossip and it's certainly going to take us in a wrong direction. So I wonder, when am I a meddler and when am I a helpful brother or sister? However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. Why would you be ashamed? Again, if you're coming out of that tradition where you think that you must have done something wrong, if you're suffering, it could lead to shame. I think of one of the Sunday sermons we had recently had the verses about, you know, here's the man born blind. Whose sin was it? Was it his or his parents' sin that caused him to be born blind? That understanding incorrectly that those two were linked. And Jesus says, neither. And so he says, if you're suffering, that's not something to be ashamed of. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And so he's saying, you're suffering now, but other people are going to be suffering later. <laughs> so it's, it's starting with us, but he's saying it's the beginning of this time of judgment. If it's hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? And he gives little hope for them. So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. So what should you do? So if you're going through this time where people don't like you, where people are insulting you, what should you do? And he says, be faithful and do good. That should be your response to those insults. That should be your response to that suffering, to that persecution. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast, apparently without going into chapter five. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hey there, it's Carly Mercoulier, host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.